Welcome to the Landco Podcast. This is the year-round waterfowl hunter series, where we dissect the monthly activities of a successful waterfowl hunter. I'm your host and managing partner at Landco, John O'Reilly. All right, guys, welcome back to the Landco Podcast. Um, again, here with Jody Graff. Jody, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So Jody is at one of his, uh, what do you call it, base camp or waterfowl lodge? Where are you? Uh, I'm just south of Swan Lake, a little bitty town called Dean Lake. I got nice. a little camp down here. Okay. Shopping, shopping a little cabin. Cool. So I say that because your um, cell service is probably, what, spotty at best? Uh, man, a lot of days, if I'm not sitting right up here, you're not going to get a hold of me in this right. five-mile square area here. <laughs> so be prepared for a little uh, cutting in and out, but we're going to roll with it anyways. Um, <clears throat> so, again, this is Year-Round Waterfowl Hunter, Episode 3, covering March. So I know we're into like early April now, but it's been kind of crazy. So we're we're just now recording this episode in the first week of April. So um, you know how the format goes, man. We're just going to talk about things that have been going on this last uh, month. So, and again, a lot of times it's different for what Jody does and I do because we're kind of in two different habitats. I mean, we're, we were talking throughout the month and he's got like tracks on the ground already working dirt and <clears throat> starting projects and we're not there yet. So hop into it, man. Tell us the biggest thing or two that's going on over in your area. Well, uh, <clears throat> last week we were able to break ground and, and, and start working up some food plots, you know, some corn that uh, we had planted last year that really needs to be worked down. Um, just started, started doing a little dirt work, uh, again today. I, I mean, it's been, it's been pretty wet the whole month of March. And anyway, it's going to start opening back up a little bit here. So, so uh, when did you, um, these are all plots that were flooded last year. Yeah. So when, when have you, how long have you been dry? <laughs> It's still not dry. <laughs> well, I don't mean dry. I'm, I mean uh, empty. How long has the, the cell been empty? Uh, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Okay. Because yeah. we're just now, uh, I'm at the tail end, which as you know, like that's when you really start fighting the beavers. Um, no. So we're down like the last 10% of the water, which takes for us, takes like 50% of the time. Yeah. So um, that's where we're at. So we're like... We're just exposing this dirt. We're probably minimum two weeks behind you. Yeah. So um, when you, you go in there and mow it all, or is it kind of old and waterlogged enough that you can just disc right through it? Man, if we can catch a dry day with some low humidity, you can disc through it. And yeah. It'll, it'll break apart pretty good. Full up um, disc or using like one of those little uh, tillers? What's that? Are you using just like a pull behind disc or using a tiller? Uh, a disc. Um, I don't know. A Twenty-two foot. Okay. Disc. Yeah, so you're taking big I got a new tractor, so I'm I'm playing with it, trying yeah. to figure out what I can get away with. <laughs> How big of area are you talking? Um, like at the 107, we do 65 acres over there that we plant. Yeah, um, that makes more sense. Not all of that is is in the bottom. Uh, we, I worked some ground the other day for, uh, you, you know, some bean plots and, and also some sunflower plots up on the hill. Yeah. So that's the first ground I've been able to work. I worked at my deer lease um, last week a little bit too. Yep. Um, got some ground turned over 
just in time for turkey season. Nice. Uh, yeah. Got, got a little burning done um, the last couple of weeks. So, like, it's just the front end, you, yeah. you know, of the spring yeah. season, I think. And it's coming a little later than what I'd hoped. But Is it? Okay. So, like, compared to recent years, I'm pretty happy with where we're at this year. Yeah. Um, last year, um, well, last year we just couldn't plant corn in 90% of our stuff. But um, where we're at this year as opposed to last year, like, we're seeing dirt. I mean, last year we we couldn't empty them. Like we were getting so much rain that they, you know, most of our stuff only had the twelve inch pipes or something. They couldn't keep up with it. So we see dirt right now, which is good for us. Yeah. Um, have you used it? One of those tillers. They're smaller. You know what I'm talking about? Those uh, real time tillers. Yeah. Yeah, we use them for fall food plots a lot. They're awesome, but they they're pretty small, so they take a while. So we do it with like our. Our smaller wetlands, man, the dirt is beautiful when you're done. Uh huh. So as long as you're not on the side of a hill. <laughs> yeah, stay on the flat stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you were. We actually, you know what we got yesterday? Uh oh, did I lose you? Yeah. You back? There you go. Yep, I got you. Yeah, so uh, yesterday we got um, approved for a nuisance permit for beavers. Did you? Yeah. So I'm no longer fighting them with, like, rakes and, you know, fire. <laughs> I'm going to try to trap those little bastards. <laughs> right. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show you some of the stuff that we like. And this is probably more for, like, our clients than you but because you can't see this. But most of our wetlands um, – Let's see if I can push that live. There's a picture of it on there now. Most of our wetlands, we drain either one outlet or we'll dig like a trench to get the water away from it. I don't know if you do that. And the trenches are probably, let me get us back up here. They're probably 10 foot wide or so. And it was every single night. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, like, three or four foot tall. That's the point now where, like, even when I tear down all the sticks, there's still, like, a couple feet of mud. Right. So, yes. man. Yeah. So I'll say this about designing wetlands, and I've made this mistake more than once because a lot of times the customer will, like, want it this way. But we always try to set the top of the outlet pipe at the bottom of grade. So, like, does that make sense? So we'll dig, like, a little pool in front. Mm -hmm. Again, we're using on high ground. We're not river stuff, so we're flooding or outlet. The outlet water is going down the lakes, so we have that ability. We'll dig like a little pool. I mean, like a twenty by twenty little spot, um, and we'll set the top of our outlet pipe at bottom grade of the wetland, so it's always running full capacity. On a few of them, we like either the client wants it that way, or literally we just don't have that ability. We forget, and we'll put the bottom of the pipe at the bottom of grade. And it just slows down to a crawl. Like, you know, when there's only like an inch left, two inches of that pipe, on a 12-inch pipe, like you're not running very much water. So that... How many surface acres of your pool are you talking? Um, that one is about somewhere between 20 and 25. And how much water is held up on it in, in the little corner whenever you've got, you know, just a few inches left? Well, um, I mean, when it's full, we get a full six foot that we're draining. 
But when it gets down to that last like two inches, it's at the bottom of the pipe, right? So like if it's a 12 inch vertical pipe, we're only catching like a tiny bit of that pipe. I mean, I bet it, I bet it equals something like a, not even a four inch tile. I mean, it's draining slow. And you know what? Most wetlands that we see that we don't um, design, that's how they are. So we drain the first four feet will drain in like this particular one, like two days, three days. And the last two inches will take fighting beavers a week. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Um, but um, we do like when we start to see dirt because I don't know about you. We see things a little differently once it's dried out. Like we can get in there and like look at our, um, you know, all the subsurface. We can look at all our blinds and see how they held up. So like we did take that time, even though we can't work dirt. Like we're looking at like you know, how they held up. Um, we're looking if any of our pits moved because we use a lot of those steel pits and mm -hmm. they have a tough time holding up in the first year. So we're checking all those. Um, I might be able to pull up a picture of that. So we're we're coming up with more projects now than we expected we would have. And I got a picture of it up. Um, just because some of our pits move literally only a foot. We've got to dig them all back out and re-level them, you know? Um, we're seeing where um, we could maybe flood more. So we're trying to figure out, like, where new blinds go for next year. And we only have been doing that for a couple of days, and I think we're up to, like, four new spots. That's our weakness. We want to flood blinds everywhere. So um, it also – we also got our ice eaters out, man. Do you guys run ice eaters down there? Oh, yeah. On power or on uh, gas? Uh, most of the time, we got power in a lot of spots, but sometimes we still run in generators. Yeah. Are you pretty good about getting them out right away, or do you wait until everything's drawn down? Cold two today. Okay. It is the muddiest, sloppiest job. Oh, yeah. It, like, all the mud settles over it. So, like, in the beginning, you're trying to, like, be clean and organized, and by the end, you're literally just slopping stuff around. <laughs> I did try to take a picture of that. Oh, there we go. It's and it's all that soft silt at the bottom that you like sink down two or three inches. Uh huh. Uh, oh well. Um, so that's where we that's where we are. Um, have you got all your seed ordered and stuff? I've got a lot of it. Um, yeah, you ordered a lot of the uh, not last month. It would have been February, right? Yeah. 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 I, I've got a little bit of seed left over from last year. Yeah, um, you know we didn't get to plant as much as you know we wanted to, and so I held yeah. on to some of that stuff. And uh, mostly uh, corn, or what? What yeah. seed do you have left over? You still uh, have good luck with second year corn seed, but it always makes me nervous. Man, yeah. <laughs> it's more resilient than what you think. I mean, I, I planted some stuff that was four years old, and and just do a germ test on it. If you have any questions, just do a germ test. Take a hundred seeds and yeah. and. Put them in a wet paper towel, throw them in the window, see how many pop. If it's like 70%, I wouldn't plant it. If it's 80%, you know how much you got to plant over in order to get your population. Yeah, just overfeed um, a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I've never heard, about, heard of that. I might have to, I think we have a lot of leftover corn, so I might have to do that. Does that work for everything? Man, I, I or germinated Milo seed last year and, and the beans and just. Because 
you always end up with a little grab bag at the end. Oh, of for the year. sure. Like, well, like, I, I need to use that up. I need to use that up. And so you, you know, thinking about spots to put it. And, and anyway, um, man, some of that stuff gets thrown to the side for a couple of years. And yeah, you know, well, I, it's almost always still good. Like I got yeah. some beans that you know germed really poorly, and so we just you know we just got rid of them. But yeah. We those usually end up in mine. Like I, I have a hard time planting them for clients, but like I'm like yeah, I'll do it in mine. You know I don't care if it only germinates seventy yeah. percent. But then I end up with like a mix of stuff. And it's like just plant it all. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> so we always have like one wetland that's like just a mix of everything. Right. And it usually looks awful, but you know what? They 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 always find it. They always like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So we're there. We've got everything ordered. Um. We're waiting on millet. We have some millet, but we never know how much we need until it gets wetter. So um, we don't back stock that because honestly, we don't plant a ton of that if we don't need to. Yeah. After talking to you on a lot of these projects, I kind of feel like we need to plant more stuff. But if we can get 100% of our stuff in corn, we usually just do it. I mean, we'll come in and plant some stuff in millet, like the outsides and maybe our shooting holes and stuff. But man, we're, we're corn heavy. It just seems to. First of all, it's what all of our clients want. You know, all of our like our members, they want to walk through rows of corn. Yeah. So we just get stuck doing it. But I did um, find a spot or two for the, the sorghum. So I'm committed, man. You're on the hook now. Yeah. Well, you, hopefully you have half the luck that I that we do. Gosh, that's so crazy. We've had zero luck. Like they'd fly right over it and land in mill or corn or whatever, but We've only tried it once or twice. And again, we use the white seed. Didn't you say you used a different, mm -hmm. a different variety? Yeah, yeah, we planted some red stuff right next to the yellow stuff. I mean, it, really? uh, I, I don't know. They didn't seem to yeah. really favor one over the other either. Man, well, I'm going to try. Um, do you have any luck broadcasting that or, or would you only drill that? Because I've seen some of those mixes, that, and we don't do many mixes. Um, I only ask because I have a new spot that I don't think we're going to be able to disc this year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a new lake that we're lowering. And uh, we have as long as you can scratch your ground, like yeah. even if you can harrow them in or, you know, it, anything, yeah, um, it'll help. Uh, yeah. Depending on how much rain you get and how hot it is right after. I mean, sitting on top there, they, they could dry out. And yeah. burn up before they even have a chance, you know. Because a lot of those, mixes, a lot of those mixes you'll find, like the you know mossy oak or biologic stuff, man, they've got a little bit of everything. And like, oh, millet, um, buckwheat, and then we'll like have ten percent sorghum seed, which seems yeah. weird because you don't think of sorghum as a something that would grow in the same conditions as millet. But yeah, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I'm gonna do one all sorghum, and then I'm gonna do one mix that I don't think. I think I'm going to have to cast in July. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you know how it goes. But awesome. Looking forward to it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the downside, and maybe I should reconsider this, because the downside of the one that I'm planting 100% the sorghum is it's a, uh, a refuge. So we can't hunt it. If for some reason it sells really well. They, yeah. they will eat it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, if I call you, I'm like, dude, they're piling in there. And you're like, all right, let's go hunt them. I'm going to have to be like, well, we can't actually hunt them. It's, 
It's yeah, a it's refuge. Yeah. yeah, it's a refuge. But I'm going to try it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so you got um, – I know you sent me a video with your uh, skid steer. Let me pull that up. Luckily, Ryan runs our skid steer for the most part, but I've seen him doing this multiple times, and he is not a fan when the uh, tracks slip off. Yeah, well, it's yeah. never in a real convenient spot either. <clears throat> yeah, it's always like on a hillside or the bottom uh, of the creek. <laughs> tell me about that one. So this is my dear Lise. Um, the we, we've had several heavy rains. This little flat bottom creek, it it will silt up on both sides and get kind of hard to cross. Yeah, um, just steep on both sides. And so I told Alden to run down there and just clean it up and. Called me about 15 minutes later. He's like, uh, how's your day going? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. So it's right in the middle of the creek crossing, right? And so I can't get back there with the tractor and disc. Yeah. So we spent all day getting his track back on in the bottom of the creek and finally got out of the way so I could go do about 40 minutes worth of disc. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It's not always easy stuff. Well, it's usually not. Um, yeah. Uh, you sent me another video. I'm going to try to get it to pull up here. Um, I'll tell you one other thing. I just saw a picture, or I would have forgot about it. <clears throat> we still have a bunch of um, rush piles from last year's projects that we never burnt. So um, we probably had the right conditions to do it last weekend. I just never got to it. So I'm going to do that this weekend, I think. So I don't know if we prepped for it. I have all the materials and stuff, but I'll do that this month in April. Um, I'm going to find that video of the, the trees you're planting. Oh, yeah. Because this is something that I don't do here. I don't, not many guys do. You know what? I'm going to have to do this on my computer. You can start talking about what it is because um, I'm sure most of my clients are not familiar with this. Yeah. So we're taking black willow cuttings. And uh, stick them in the ground, plant them. Um, we uh, planted 8,000 or so last week. Oh, man. Uh, let me see. It's a pretty grainy video. I might have to slow it down a little bit. That was like a bad horror film. Man, I'll tell you what, I'll pause it a few times just so you can see how much, much material you guys have. So how many is there before we get into it? There's there's probably about a thousand in the buckets there. Okay. Um, we had uh, three guys cutting them down and cutting them into stakes, and four guys planting, and we are averaging about two thousand a day planting. Um, so, in four days, we did about eight thousand last week, and um, this week coming up. We're going to start in tomorrow. we got uh, 7,500 more to do or so. Okay, so tell me what they are again. Just just a black willow tree. And uh, anywhere from, say, the size of a golf ball or so down to the size of your pinky finger. Um, okay. We're cutting them into 12-inch lengths, 45-degree angle on the bottom and flat on top. And we're shoving them in the ground. Uh, some places we're doing like a, a three by three grid. And so we're six feet wide. We got three rows of trees and okay. 
a tree every three foot. We're staggering that, so you end up with a tree every foot. We okay. ran a couple of miles like that. And we got some that are, you know, just single tree, you know, every three feet. Some of them are going, you know, a two by two pattern and just trying to fit, you know, for each, each spot, trying to figure out, you know, really what we're after. If it's a visual screen, we're going to plant three rows and come back and plant three rows again next year. Um, so why would you um, explain why you're doing that? So, you know, some places maybe close to a road, some places where, uh, you know, there might be an access point and uh, you don't want the birds on the refuge seeing what's going on over there. They don't want to, you know, you don't want them to see any yeah. traffic up and down a levee or something like that. Okay. Go on and, and plant these and, and try to cut it off. You, you know, you need 15 or 20 feet wide, of uh, you know, a willow every foot and having, you know, four or five willows a foot. Um, to get a machine up and it's full, like a visual barrier. Yeah. 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 So there's no actual, like, nutritional or wildlife value to them. No, you're not going to flood any of these. No, a lot of these are going to be on the edges of the pools. Okay. So it will provide some thermal cover um, yeah. and could harbor some invertebrates too. Um, but uh, it, its primary objective is to provide some security cover. Got it. Yeah, we've never done that. And they'll grow. They'll just grow fine, just sticking them in the soil. Yeah, we stuck a few out behind camp here and uh, mud on the side of them. We just no way. Man. Yeah. So you'll um, just go out and cut them off existing willow trees? Yeah. Uh, Got to be careful because, you know, we've got sandbar willows and black willows and, you know, some soil types. We're, we're trying some sandbar willows that are, you know, down along yeah. the river bottom that's a little sandy or soil down there. Um, so trying those down there along with the black willows. Um, but the black willows will prefer more tight dirt, you know, more gumbo-esque okay. yeah. um, than a sandbar willow would that is looking for something more well-drained. Huh. Um, well, that's cool. I, we definitely... Now saying that, probably my bigger farm, the Hunt Club, there's definitely spots where there's traffic that we try to limit, restrict as much as we can. Because um, we also can't shut the whole farm down because there's a lot of upland hunting. Um, some guys are actually still fishing, uh, you know, into early November. And so we try to limit traffic, but that might be a good idea. How tall do those get? Will they uh, I mean, 30 feet, but, you know, in three years, they may be 15 foot tall. Yeah. You're not worried about them, like, being too tall for, like, geese to like those holes no, when they're done? A lot of it's going to be along the perimeters. Like, okay. so, on the outside, you can put a goose in a hole, man. Um, yeah, just, we struggle with that. We, we can. It's not – we shoot probably 10 times more up in the field. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also not a good goose caller, so – yeah, I'm, I'm not either. I got to take guys that know how to grow these calls. That's what I do. <laughs> so, uh, what else? What else are you planting? I mean, that's part of the interest with you guys. You plant a lot wider variety. What else do you have on order that you're putting in? 
as far as food plots go yeah. or yeah. resources? Um, well, mostly food. So uh, most of what we'll do is, you know, corn and milo. Those will be the things that go in early. Yeah. Um, sunflowers will go in pretty early and then, you know, move over to beans after that. And then another later round of milo, um, you know, as we get later into June. Yeah. Um, maybe even up to the 4th of July or so, depending on, you know, we get some places that flood out. So there's a, like a plan A, B, C, D, and I've got to like S before. But I mean, he always got a backup plan. And depending on how much time you have left, you know, before the first average frost or before you need to start putting water on it, you know, you kind of use the process of elimination. So yeah, being flexible helps. Yeah. You don't um, do any buckwheat? Yeah. Yeah, we'll plant buckwheat the last week of July, beginning of August, right in there. Yeah, we're, um, we're probably like mid-July. I should maybe start pushing that a little bit. Hmm. Um, have you ever tried, and it makes sense to me, and it looks like it works. I've just never seen, and um, we've tested it. you ever um, like broadcast millet or buckwheat out into a corn plot that's not quite mature, but pretty close where you're not putting the corn too much? No, I was thinking about that today, though. Um a lot of times with corn, I will just put on, you know, say 24 ounces of atrazine. I know it's only going to last for so long. And yeah. usually by the time, you know, the corn gets up and the atrazine starts wearing off, the only thing that's going to come up that's going to germinate, it's going to be wild millet. Yeah. And so don't do the second chemical application. Let that first round of residual kind of run out. Yep. And that's then you've got... You know, the same thing like what you're talking about, the more dirty corn. It's not going to be so much that it's going to hurt the corn because it's going to be pretty late. Pretty but, late, um, yep. The same, same concept. Yeah. Uh, we did it, and it looked great. We actually did it last year in one of my personal plots just to test it. And Pudic does it on one of his over there. Um, same concept is like a lot of his deer plots, he'll go in and broadcast like a, something green, biologic or clover or something into it so we're like we'll let's try it for ducks and it looked great um we actually did millet and buckwheat and it looked beautiful but we couldn't they didn't seem to prefer that wetland over any other wetland so um but it looked great so we'll probably do it again it was a sloppy muddy job because then you can't you know we didn't want how'd, to how'd your buckwheat do in that muddy sloppy stuff um not as good as the millet, obviously, but yeah. again, we had a couple extra bags, and it didn't matter if only ten percent germinated. We were just getting it out there, but uh, <laughs> it, it seemed to be good at that point. Yeah, exactly. But it seemed to do good, in, like little spots, little areas. Um, we actually, and you're probably the same, man. I look for things to do for my kids, so like even entertain them for like even ten minutes is great, you know. Like to buy, so I parked the gator in the middle, and I gave them each like a little bucket of millet and buckwheat, and they walked around just threw it everywhere. It was awesome. Yeah, um, but it did, again, it did okay. I'll do it again, and I'll send you some pictures. So we'll put it on on the. So, um, what else? Anything that I'm missing that's going on now? Are you are you moving dirt with dozers yet for anything? Yeah, um, you know we had a we had a week there at the end of. February that we were able to run. Well, that's and right. We're, we're going to be able to take off and run this week pretty good. 
Okay. Um, but uh, it, it's just gonna it's gonna take some dry weather because we don't we haven't had it yeah. for the last yeah. four or five weeks, and um, we're not supposed to. At least for us, this next weekend we're not supposed to have it. I mean, I think we have rain in the forecast for Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But again, these wetlands it doesn't take much to like set you back another two weeks, right? Yeah, especially uh, fighting beavers. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but I'm with you. We're, we're, again, you're probably just two weeks ahead of us. I mean, we're planning all of our excavation projects for probably um, two weeks from now. Um, I think we have another wetland we need to build. We need to move four or five pits, and we'll we like Ryan plants a bunch of production stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we usually, that's our priority, just kind of has to be, at least for our personal stuff. So when that's done, then we'll come do some of our stuff. So we're probably looking at like the end of April to try to start getting all of our early stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's actually when I start getting excited. Like I, this time of year for me is most people like they wait for the corn to be flooded and it starts to get exciting. Like I kind of like this time too. It's springtime. I mean, Turkeys, crappie, mushrooms, plant corn. Like, this is a great time of year it. for a whole different set of reasons. This is it. And you get to, like, well, I feel like what's probably different with you and I and most hunters is we kind of do this. So, like, shooting a bunch of ducks is super fun. But sometimes I like taking people that have never been, watching them shoot a duck, or like watching a group of my friends shoot ducks. And it's like, you get to start to envision that when you start seeing stuff come up and it gets exciting. It's like, and I imagine if any landowner, you know, it's like, once you start seeing that food come up or even going in the ground, you start envisioning like what's going to happen in the fall. It's a blast, man. (laughs) Equally, it can be frustrating. Like last year when you don't, you know, every time you go out there, it's like, oh man. Kicked in the seat over and over <laughs> yes. again. Yeah. Like you're count down in your head, and you're like, "It's okay. I have one more week. If I can get corn, in, it'll be good." And it's like that. It's like oh, if I have four, I have four more days, and I'm good. And then you go out there for the last, and it's like, you no, know, you know. All right. So now you have to like regroup, and you're envisioning something different. Like you would go <laughs> corn, and like, it happen, man. But either way, it's fun. And again, a lot of it is outside of waterfowl. Like getting the, the, I love duck hunting. So getting the sunflowers in is awesome. Yeah, we've had well, like I mean, we're on lockdown, so we've had more fish fries in the last three weeks than I've had in the last three years. Um, yeah. Just yeah. getting the kids out and doing a little fishing. But next week will probably be um, a lot busier, and that was also the case on our the deer podcast I did with Ryan and Matt. We're like, you know, it's kind of a boring month. We're like, next month, watch out because that's when, like, yeah. they don't slow down until season, yeah. um, which is pretty much the case with ours as well. Yeah. We, uh, you find any sheds? I don't do that, man. I, Ryan does. Uh, yeah. He's pretty particular about some of the people what he gets, but him and Matt both, <laughs> both did pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't own a piece of timber right now. Like I, I probably will when my son gets a little older, but yeah. I haven't been in the deer stand since he was born. I just really? I take him with me most times I hunt, and he, he's not up for it yet. Yeah. He can sit in the duck line for maybe a couple hours on a good day. If I let him bring a buddy, he can stay for a little longer. 
<laughs> so we didn't we didn't get out or I didn't get out to do that, but those guys did. Why'd you find a few? Uh yeah, and I just got video last night of one that still got both sides. And so I was curious. That's what, that's what they were saying as well. That's yeah, crazy. so at least well both of them Matt is doesn't have as much land, so he's very particular about when he goes in and what he does. And, um, and for anybody listening, there's another podcast doing the same format as we're doing on this waterfall for Whitetail, and they cover all this. But um, he's got that cutting back link system, right? And a lot of times he won't go in until he sees the deer that he's after drop. And he's saying, he's saying the same thing. He's like, um, they're still holding. <laughs> Which is weird, right? Yeah. Uh, that particular farm did really good at his dad shot a like I think it was a two two seventeen or something this year. And they've got another couple that he thinks might go over two hundred. Did you see that? That little the podcast we did with the two hundred and seventeen inch deer? Yeah. That thing is amazing. Dude, we, we, yeah. we don't get to see it's that kind of age structure over here. Like, if you see a five-year-old deer around, um, he's he's like a ghost because a lot of them don't yeah. make it be five years old. Yeah, there a lot of areas are like that here too. Fulton County uh, has got a pretty good reputation where landowners in general work together a little bit. So you, there's pockets throughout the county that like that just do incredible. And those guys aren't totally after inches. Like you said, they want mature deer. Yeah. Like Ryan shot one this year. Now we're getting off subject, but Ryan shot one this year, and I think it only went, not only, but for him, you know, it went like mid-160s. And yeah. I bet five, six years ago, he would have been pissed. Like, I shouldn't have shot that. But this year, he was like, you know what? I've seen that deer for, I think it was maybe eight or nine. It was an old deer. It's like, I have history with it. It's a mature deer. It's a cool story, you know. He was he was good with it. So th those guys are similar. They're they're after maturity, and not necessarily inches. But when it right. both comes together, it's a little more exciting. Yeah, man, yeah. I was excited just to get a three year old through. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought I was really stretching it, but you made it through. Yeah, well, cool. All right. Well, what do we got? Uh, anything big on the books for next year that we can, or next month that we can kind of. Uh, Man, I'm going out and doing uh, three or four little consulta uh, consultations. Um, yeah. I'm going to uh, mid-Iowa um, next month and or later on this month. I got a couple of new projects I'm going to look at uh, down in southern Missouri. Um, cool. So we'll have some a little bit of consulting stuff going on. And hopefully, man, the next time we get together, we're getting ready to put stuff in the ground. Yeah. See some tractors moving. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever put a trail camera on any of the beaver dams? I forgot to do that. No, I forgot no, to do that, and I'm hoping that they're all gone within a week. So that, we might miss that. Yeah. Um, um, we're we're fighting them still. I mean, it's going to be a battle all spring. Well, we're, we're winning out. So hopefully, yeah. we can make that happen. Well, I hope next month I can show some pictures of dead beavers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so next, try to get the drone up and so we can see some of these plots that you're planting. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll try. I'll do this. Go ahead. 
man, I'm losing you a little bit. Jacked up. I can't even see you anymore. Really? Well, we can wrap it up. Um, so next month will be a lot of like dirt moving, seed in the ground. Um, we might get started on some excavation projects. Sounds like both Jody and I. Um, we'll make some plans on new blinds, so we might get started with that. We usually push that back until it's like 100 degrees and we're left with no choice but to build it in August. <laughs> but, uh, but that was it for this month. Anything that, uh, that you did that, we, that I missed? No, man. Um, scouting. Good. Just ready to be back outside. Yeah. I've been working on a damn disc and field cultivator for what seems like weeks. Yeah. Every, every time I go and get parts, I'm like, this is the last time I'm coming in here to get parts. It's like a plumbing, <laughs> like a plumbing project. Uh, it's the worst. So we're actually fully, we're fully set up, ready to go. And we're like, we don't need anything. But like, you're right. Within like two days, we'll need a pile of stuff. Yeah. But that's how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's try to do it. Uh, well, now we're in the beginning of April, so maybe like three weeks, four yeah. weeks at the latest. We'll do it on uh, April, and it'll be a little more uh, hopefully action packed. All right. Sounds All right. Cool. Thanks for joining us, man.